again, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Adam Jones Podcast. He's the five-time MLB former All-Star Adam Jones. I'm just Jerry Coleman. Today, it's episode number 10, AJ. Your favorite number. How about that? You made it to number 10. Made it. We will be joined uh, coming up by Ravens safety Chuck Clark, the team's Walter Payton Man of the Year candidate. We'll have a lot to talk to with Chuck. Also, we're going to debate guys taking healthy nights off, not just in pro sports. It's creeped down to the collegiate level. We'll get into Adam's trip to Qatar. He is back from the World Cup. He'll have a rant about, well, drink prices, especially in Qatar, (laughs) Uh, but not Jack Daniels. No worries there. As always, we are brought to you by Jack Daniels. Our friends at Jack Daniels, there's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels and make it count. Jack Daniels, please drink responsibly. Also sponsored by Be More Around Town. They've been a core sponsor since day one. They have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience before every home and away Ravens game. And also for the Terps coming up, they have trips, trips to the Capitals games, and of course trips down to sunny Sarasota to see the Orioles. All the details can be found at BeMoreRoundTown.com, BeMoreRoundTown.com. Also, the good folks at the Wyman Company. Thanks a lot to Dennis and company for their uh, support of this podcast. And G-Leaf Medical Cannabis. Visit gleaf.com. Medical Cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. gleaf.com. And a reminder, the Baltimore banner has a special for the Adam Jones podcast as the banner covers the Orioles, the Ravens, the Terps, everything newsworthy in the Baltimore region. All you need to do is go to the Baltimore banner dot com slash aj the baltimore banner.com slash aj six months unlimited digital access for just a dollar sign up now time now to bring in our featured guest the aforementioned raven safety the walter payton man of the year nominee for the purple and black he is chuck clark chuck thanks for being here on the adam jones podcast and congratulations on being nominated i do want to get into that a little bit later in the conversation, but appreciate your time on a very busy week. Thank you. Appreciate y'all having me up here. Now, I know most of you, most everyone in that locker room as we enter December football is dealing with some type of bumper bruise, but these days after football games, what are they like for you guys? Take us inside. You know, I've heard the story that a lot of NFL players own ranch-type homes, don't have second floors because it's too much <laughs> to get up the stairs the day after games. Because basically you're in multiple car accidents, as they say, during the football game. Uh, How much does that ring true? And tell us the real deal. Yeah, that's definitely a a serious thought, you know, deciding where to live, you know, the day after the game, having to go up and down stairs for sure. But, I mean, just a little look into it is like a win or a loss definitely makes a big difference if you're with that soreness, dealing with the pain and all of that. But it's late in the season, like you said, and a lot of guys are dealing with a lot of different little bumps and injuries and, little nicks and things, but I mean, that's just part of the game and you try to do what you can come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get them iced up, healed up and get back out there to practice with your guys. Cause you don't want to feel like that guy that's sitting in the training room, not practicing everybody else out there practicing still got to go to do, do the next game. Chuck, uh, man, appreciate your time, man. Greatly. I know you guys have a busy, busy week. Uh, Saturday, now you start the Saturday games, which ugh, that sucks. That changes everything, but yeah. I want to take it to a different part of, of of the sport. Obviously, I know what you can do when they blow that whistle. You, you, oof, you after it. Um, but the philanthropic side of you, uh, obviously it's the holiday season. 
Um, I've done a lot of things in Baltimore and various cities in San Diego. Um, what are you doing for the holiday season to, uh, you know, try and make some little kids who uh, don't have, you know, don't have not as fortunate as we are to uh, make their, their holiday season come true. Yeah. Um, just this past Sunday, the day after the game, I actually uh, held a bike, a bike giveaway event and, um, I was expecting 50 kids, so we had 50 bikes. And then uh, a little bit later in the deal, we found out it was going to be 30 more. So I ended up getting uh, signed footballs and T-shirts for the other kids. And, uh, yeah, we just had a nice little giveaway, good time. And it, it was a great time, actually. Like, when all the kids, they ran down the steps and they seen the bikes, they hopped on the bikes and took off down the street. And they're saying their parents were supposed to come pick them up. Honestly, I think some of the kids rode the bikes home. So that's how excited they were. That's awesome. Uh, which different organizations do you work with in Baltimore? Uh, well, just this past one, I worked with the uh, Next One Up organization, and it's a bunch of young men and a mentor program. And they're in the program from uh, the start of middle school all the way on through high school. And um, I learned about that a little bit more with them, that they got guys in – well, not through high school, through college as well. And um, they got guys that are about 20 guys right now playing college football and a couple others doing a different, few different things. So I, that's, that's one that's very – close to me that I've been working with and it's been some time they came to the facility and they, they go to summer training camp practices and all that. And Chuck, you already have a Walter Payton man of the year winner on, on your roster, your teammate, uh, Calais Campbell. So just to be nominated, I know is an honor to win. It is unbelievable because to me, it's the most prestigious award they offer in the NFL. I don't care about the MVP or, you know, most valuable offensive player. The Walter Payton man of the year stands alone. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I was talking with Calais, and I mean, just, just every time you talk to him, you kind of learn something. But just to get that nomination and the guys that I've seen get that nomination and win it all in the past, I'm like, man, that's a huge honor. So I, I'm very grateful for that, honestly, for real. I heard you're a big baseball fan. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like baseball. Big baseball fan, and uh, and you had questions for us. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> you take the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I mean, I know like how how it is for us with with traveling and all that in the season. How how is it for baseball? You know, because y'all y'all do like three games at a time. Yeah, it's a little bit easier um, in terms of we get to we get a good night's sleep. Um, but the, the the night the the travel days kind of suck after a night game because you get into cities late. Even mm -hmm. on Sundays when we travel out west, you'll get into a city. You know, maybe ten, one, two, three in the morning. Um, fans think who cares because you fly charter and you get these nice hotels. You're still a human being. Your body still has to rest. Um, but <clears throat> um, I think the, the the best part about our travel is even we get into a city late, we play a 7 o'clock game. So if you're smart, you do the necessary things to just, you know, change your body and, and, and change the time of your clock a little mm -hmm. bit. Now, I learned how to do that, especially like I, stood, I got to my later, later 20s. Got you, got you. But you, you guys, I mean, uh, you, you got some time to rest in between, but still, I mean, it's a lot more physical. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they it's crazy, man. It's, like you said earlier, it's literally a car wreck, honestly, that you're going into. And, and some days, some days you, you don't get that much action. So you, you come out the next day, you're feeling good. And you look at your teammates, they all banged up. you like, I need a little more or something, you know? But yeah. I mean, well, well, how is that? You know, in, in baseball, y'all sometimes you know, like might mess around and play two games in one day, right? Yeah. Oh, the doubleheaders suck. Those are the, those are the worst. Uh, in the minors, we used to do the seven inning doubleheaders that they just <clears throat> they adapted that, adopted it, I should say, for the twenty twenty season. Mm -hmm. And it was two seven innings. And trust me, 
they were perfect because whenever that, that seventh inning rolls around, oh, another game, we can do another seven real quick. When mm-hmm. that nine rolls around and then you got another whole nine, you know it, it, it's it's miserable in your body. But, man, they pay you. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they, 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 they pay you. They, they didn't say, oh, man, it's too hot outside today. We got to go. It's too cold outside. You got when you got If you guys got to go to Buffalo, you've seen that game up in Buffalo and right. all them regions. They didn't say, oh, no, the game's canceled. It's too cold. Nah, hell no. They yeah. pay you. You do what you, 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 do what you got. I'm playing, you know. But they, they suck. And it was cool is as you got as I got older, Buck would give me one of the days off, so I'd pick mm-hmm. and choose which one I had off. Okay. I usually would try to take the uh I try to take the day game off. I like night, I like the night game for the fans. More yeah. fans opportunity to come for night game. So I would generally play that one. Okay. Yeah, here you know, hearing you two talk, I, I gotta ask you, Chuck, because I heard from some NFL players a little bit of jealousy from the position that the MLB players association is in and the NBA players association that they're in where they got their deals. And then you guys have your union and your situation that you're in, which is completely different in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always hear about the whole guaranteed contracts. And like I said, I really don't know too much into that, but that's what we hear. So we like, Mm -hmm. you know, so we definitely jealous of that from that aspect, you know, and I think there's a little more, leeway and give with some of the other sports as compared to what we have but i mean we still working and we still fighting trying to you know get things right for everybody and it's just, it's a two-way street with, with both sides you know yeah i mean that, that's a whole labor issue and yeah I'm just, i played the right sport but at the end of the day i need to go play for the live yeah, <laughs> they're the ones that's really paying oh uh, they they <laughs> hey, what you talking about yeah so, yeah i need to go join that live i need to clean up my chipping game <laughs> definitely <laughs> Now, in baseball, what, what would you say probably is the most physical part of the game, honestly? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, it's it's a lot more physical than you think. It, it's it's 12 minutes of concentration, if that makes any sense. So that's like focusing like 12 minutes in a whole game. That's really what we're doing. Um, the wall doesn't hurt. I mean, does the wall doesn't feel too good. Diving doesn't feel too good. Um, it, it's a different dynamic. It's then you then you guys you guys start stop got to run here you got to do this you got to come back here you got to you guys are complete I think an opposite of what we do I think our physical side is getting hit by pitches running into walls diving or collisions you know collisions. you're the center fielder collisions, I mean you, Chuck you see that's where they collide in, in baseball yeah. is when yeah. the right fielder and center fielder yeah. don't realize the communication but have you seen me collide with a right fielder Jerry Hill no they ask is better listen so <laughs> I never, I never collided with a right fielder. I had no, actually, I had one, Travis Snyder. I had him at like he like hit my legs. I look at him like, what in the Sam are you doing? <laughs> like, I called the ball, but um, it, it's it's a different it's a different physicality because um, <clears throat> it, when you're you go from offense to defense. So say you hit a double and you're sliding, and then you got to get home slide again. Now you got to go play defense, and then some balls are hit. You got to back up. Like it's just it's just a it's it's completely different dynamic mm-hmm. of physicality. Yeah. I tell you, my hips took a, a bad brunt of it. Um, ankles, knees, back hitting. I mean, it, it's you play a sport, you're going you're going to suffer the damage, no matter how how yeah. good you got it. Only person that that really I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. That's Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if that that's really Tom Brady. That might be a clone, but I mean, that's the only person <laughs> I can get, get away with get away with not yeah, being. Definitely. He wore that big ass Stone Cold Steve Austin knee brace, so. His knee right. probably hurt too. <laughs> right. 
yeah, yeah. No, nah, it, it, like, like I like how you just said that. Like everything comes with its own little different points of physicality. Like, but I was wondering if you was gonna say something about them balls get hitting. You know, because uh, man, uh, I remember personally from playing baseball. I stopped around age 13, 14. Nothing like y'all, but we still using metal bats. When it's the cold games, you you hit that, that ball down a little Ooh. bit lower on the bat. Like you got a hole in your hand. You're looking at your hand like, hold on, now what's going on? Oh no! When it gets cold, it was pitchers were taught to throw inside and throw, throw inside and throw like fastballs away. Anything that you can either jam them or at the end of the bat is the worst. So that's why you see when it, if you watch baseball games, majority of pit of hitters they swing at off speed pitches in mm -hmm. the cold times because it's a little bit softer. It's a spinner pitch. Fastball you don't know how much moving it really got. It's gonna jam the hell out you, and that's gonna really hurt for like three or four days. People like, you see a bat get broken, it's cold. Just yeah. know that his hand gonna hurt for three or four days. <laughs> ain't gonna be like, ah, look at this bruise. Yeah, but it's gonna hurt. Like you ain't gonna tell that. You know, what I mean, your ribs hurt because you just you just had to run into a damn chub. Mm. You ain't gonna tell him like that. that <laughs> you gonna eat it. Keep it moving. Ooh, you, ooh yeah. that hurt. Chuck, yeah. when did Chuck? When did you realize that football was gonna be your career and not baseball? Man, I think I think around high school, going into high school, honestly, but. Baseball was really my first love. That was my favorite sport. I always played football, and I was good at it. But it was just when baseball season rolled on, it was easy. It just came natural to me, and I could do it. Then, like I said, I got to high school, and I was just like, all right, you know what? I think I'm going to switch on over to football. But I still stick with it in the offseason because um, my wife, she plays softball at Virginia Tech, too. So she, we'll still be out there throwing and hitting and whatnot, and she played pitchers. So she think can't nobody hit her or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, the girls say women's softball, man. That that's that's hard for us to hit. Oh yeah, it's different. It got that, going that little distance, to it. Yeah, mm. Going from their distance is very hard to hit. Now you back it up to our distance and launch that stuff. Oh, but, it's easy. Look like a little rainbow oh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> but from their distance, it is incredibly hard. And those girls that we put up their number, they got incredibly fast switch, but they also don't take big monumental swing like we do. Right, right, right. They can slap sometimes and you yeah, know, it's contact. Get it in play. Mm -hmm. Quickly. All right, yeah. Chuck, uh, you still got some games to go here, some very important games. Obviously, the focus is the playoffs and uh, where you guys are headed right now. Where are your collective minds going into uh, the game with Atlanta and a couple of more to play inside the division? Uh, I think for us, like the collectively, what has been preached in the team needs is just as long as we can win this game right here this weekend in Atlanta, that it'll be good for us and we'll be in good position and um, – we're not trying to like, you know, no, of course, nobody wants to lose, but worst comes to worst, we lose and we need this team to lose and this team to lose. To, you know, you don't you don't want to do that. So we just like, hey, we want to go handle business this weekend and do what we got to do. Get one win at home and let everything go from there. Get in and get out. Don't go to Magic City and get them wings. The game's in Baltimore. The game's in Baltimore. They got us in Baltimore. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the lemon pepper wings. Hey, Jerry, don't know. Okay. I had some last weekend. I didn't have them in the club, but I had some last weekend, and they were delicious in Atlanta. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about, Jerry. Well, maybe I don't. I've heard that a lot. Hey, Chuck, you got a practice to get to, I believe. So we got to set you free, or we don't want to get on the wrong side of Coach Harbaugh. No one does. So, really gracious for your time and uh best of luck to the purple and black you know yes. we're rooting for you thank you appreciate you we appreciate your time uh stay healthy get them this week and uh hey we always watching brother thank you thank you
Time now to bring in the judge. I would call him honorable, but I lost last week. Reggie Fugit is here for our Terry versus Jones debate, courtesy as always from the Wyman Group. Reggie, take it away. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Welcome back, folks. I'm Reginald Fugit, your judge presiding. Today, we got a special topic. We will be debating players taking a day off. And Adam, as an athlete, is going to be debating that players need to take a day off every now and then. Jerry is on the other end, and you pay good money to come to the game. You want to see your favorite player. All right, Jerry, you're on the clock. What you got? All right, well, this has irked me for a while, and it's a slap in the face to the fans out there. You pay good money to come out, and this is especially for the NBA, but it's not only pro sports, where an employee can be paid tens of millions of dollars and not be expected to do, uh, you know, do your job like, I don't know, LeBron James or Kevin Durant or Steph Curry. It doesn't matter. These guys, and it's the coaches making the decision in a lot of cases, and Greg Popovich is like the grandfather of this, going back to the Tim Duncan days, of giving healthy nights off. There was this famous picture of like four or five Spurs, Ginobili, Parker, uh, Duncan and company on a Southwest flight just heading back from a game. And I'm thinking, this is what the NBA wants to put out with their product? I know it wouldn't work under David Stern, but they have this very, very creepy looking, and I'm sorry, but he is. And I like the guy and, and what he does, but he's a bit of a uh, softy named Adam Silver, who has done nothing about this. The godfather of the NBA. I like to call him David Stern. He would never permit this, okay? It damages the product. These guys make one trip a year to a certain city. Let's say LeBron's coming to Philly. He decides to sit out. You pay $1,000 for a family of four with parking and concessions and all that, and he doesn't even play? That's a ripoff. It doesn't seem to happen as much in baseball or the NHL. It happens late in the season in the NFL a lot. We're seeing at the college level as well with guys skipping bowl games, which I think is a slap in the face to their teammates who work so hard to be at that bowl game. You can't play in one more game before you turn pro. You played in all those games during the regular season, and now you're going to quit on your team. I just think it's disingenuous, and I think it needs to be rectified. Too many guys taking healthy nights off in pro sports. Thank you, Jerry. What do you got, Adam? Uh, you know, as a player, as a person that posted, there's a lot that you said that is correct. Um, also, there's a part in there that analytically, which we do live in this world, that says that, a baseball player, if he plays 125, 130 games, will do the same thing that he does in 150 games. Analytics says that. In basketball, I really don't understand it as much. Um, LeBron, I cannot bring him in this conversation as much because he's one of the guys that's posted his entire career. Uh -huh. I, respect, I respect him in that. He's had nights off recently as he is as he's played the most minutes. He's approached, I think he's approaching these mo the most minutes ever. There's guys that need nights off. You don't know what what's going on with these guys' bodies. They're banging. They're, these guys, again, these guys are tremendous athletes, but I don't think they're as strong as they were back in the day. And also, when you can pay 15, 18, 22, 33 million dollars, you can take a day off. Unfortunately, I don't really like it as much, but your body needs the day off. There's not guys playing 82 games in the NBA anymore. Guys playing 162, there's, there's very few. Dansby Swanson, uh, Matt Olson, it's very, very few. And trust me, I played 162 straight before. It was stupid. Well, yeah. we're in a city where Cal Ripken <laughs> obviously made it 
famous playing every day. So Thank you. Stupid. Jerry, you, you got a rebuttal. Quick rebuttals. Yeah, Cal went to work every day. The greatest of all time, you mentioned, yes. it's not LeBron yeah. James. It's Michael right. Jordan. He played 80 or more games, 12 different seasons, yeah. even played 82 games at the age of 40. I haven't seen LeBron do that. Carl Malone played 80 or more games, 17 of his 19 years. So these guys are softer. We're in a softer sports society today. And again, it's not just the NBA. It's other sports as well. But the fans get cheated in this. They come out to see these. St- the NBA is a star-driven league. You're running your product when these stars don't play in the long term. All right. Yeah, thank you. Think- final, final word, Adam. I believe it's Joe DiMaggio that did say, you know, I play every day or something like that. So a fan, a fan is paying his hard-earned money comes out to see me but you gotta understand stop comparing michael jordan and lebron james why they're not the same player magic johnson and lebron james are the same player they're the same player lebron james is reincarnation of magic johnson that's they're the same player pass first i can score when i need to because i'm big as hell magic can take nights off kobe bryant is michael jordan Stop comparing LeBron to Two guys who didn't take nights off. You just just made my point. LeBron LeBron bangs more than Mike. LeBron has averaged a lot more rebounds. LeBron's in control of the ball more. LeBron is LeBron, other any player probably in any in the history of the NBA has more responsibility. Michael was smaller. He got pushed away. He probably has more responsibility than any athlete ever, if you think about it. And he's and he's done everything he's supposed to do. All right, judges, judges got a verdict here. Man. Thank you guys for this debate. Uh, today, the, the verdict, the verdict goes to Jerry in this in this topic. He needs uh, this Christmas present. Yeah, I One think uh, <laughs> we will definitely need to think about having another debate about comparing players. Uh, but in terms of the day, oh, taking a day off, yeah. Um, yeah, I think Adam went a little sidetrack on that. So Jerry, good job. Uh, I mean, I, I used to I used to hate taking days off. I mean, obviously, you know me, Reggie. Jerry, you see me. I, I hated taking days off. Yep. I knew I needed some. The when, when you got- when you walked in, when you walked into the clubhouse and your name wasn't on the lineup on the wall, you probably had a conversation with the manager. It de- it, it it depended on it depended on a lot of factors. Time of the year, how we're playing. You know, like if we're down or something like that, and we're on the road, it's a Sunday. I'm gonna be like, oh. But if it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a Saturday or something like that. But if it's a Sunday at home. Or something like that, you know. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Any home game, I always thought that any home game I needed to play, um, because uh, every spring training I played every single home game, no matter what. He always wanted to start to play the home game for the home fans. So, you know, I get on the road a little bit, but you play series. Damn it, come to one of the games. But again, it's not that easy. You can't just say come to the game. People pay in advance. So, I try to post a lot, um, but I get it nowadays. Analytics say sit your ass down a couple of days a week. All right, thank well, the you, guys. Best time to rest is to, that's why they have an off season. That's the rest period. Hey, who are you telling? <laughs> I mean, I play center field. I, I'm a track meet, man. Thank I you, guys. It. Thank you. Hey, uh, until Lewis. next time, happy holidays. And we move along here on the Adam Jones podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Maybe you're watching on YouTube. Hopefully, you are. You get to see Adam Santa hat. It's a beauty. But time now for his weekly rant. It's called Heckle D's, brought to you by Jack Daniels. They have always made whiskey. If they have it their way, they always will. There's one thing Jack can't make more of, and those are moments. Those are on us to create. So let's make sure we're making the most of every moment we have. 
make it count with Jack Daniels and please drink responsibly. And this week, speaking of alcohol, uh, your rant revolves around a very expensive drink you paid for, I believe, in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, uh, Qatar, there's no alcohol at the games, which you, know, you have to respect their 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 laws, which was great. You, know, you you were actually more engaged in the game, watching the game. Uh, but me and my wife went out to uh, Carbone, very delicious restaurant. I mean, just fantastic. Delicious. The rigatoni, spicy rigatoni, if you never had it, oh, go to it. Uh, extremely expensive. Um, rigatoni no, in Qatar? Oh, come on, man. It's an Italian restaurant. Carbone, man, don't you, you learn about something? Stop going to just like four cities in your life there, big fella. I would order uh, the falafel, but that's just me. Yeah. No, nobody wanted the falafel. Um, there's plenty of that, I'm sure, in a lot of the street meat. But so we're sitting there, and I'm like, me, me as a gentleman, I get myself the old-fashioned. Because you know what? I'm out here thinking, you know, there's you can't mess up an old-fashioned. You just can't. It's a simple ingredient. You can look it up online. Um, I'm like, okay, 30-something bucks, whatever. But it's in, in their money. It's, uh, uh, you know, um, 100-something Qatar reals. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. And then my wife was like, you know, she wanted a glass of wine. And then, you know, after that, she ordered herself a, a margarita because the wine didn't, she not the wine. I'm like, okay, get yourself a nice margarita. Uh, Don Julio, perfect. I'm like, okay, should have got Jack, okay? <laughs> because we got jacked, man. <laughs> so she's drinking it and I'm looking at the bill and I'm like, okay, I know this place is not cheap. I know this. I mean, I'm like, okay, hold on. What's 286, 82 reals? Margarita? And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Divided by 3.6, people tell me, hell no, this margarita. I mean, we, I think it's $81. We, we, we just threw that number out. I mean, it was 282 on the on the menu. I don't know the exact, exact number. But for a margarita, I don't give a damn. And that margarita better have the snake at the bottom of the damn bottle for it to have, for it to be I thought it was a worm. A worm, iguana. I don't give a damn. <laughs> It was at the bottom of a serpent. I don't care. It was at the bottom of this damn thing. And we're just like, you know what? This this just shows. But it, it's a good thing. When you go to these high-end places, you're going to pay high-end price. You're going to pay premium. I had a bottle of uh, of Yamazaki 12 Japanese whiskey. It cost $120. At this restaurant, one shot was $130. For one damn shot. Okay. And I hope it was worth it. I didn't have it. I'm not an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I just go to the local places and get different things. I mean, I like the jack, simple as that. But, you know, just, just these these surcharges, and I get it, but it's not worth it to just to, to pay all these high-ass prices just to be a part of the crowd is what I'm getting at. And It's interesting, though, because, you know, when you walk into a restaurant, AJ, they do have the prices there on the menu, except for the seafood, that's market price. And you will get a drink menu at some establishments with yeah. the specialty cocktails. But if you want to walk in and order a Jack and Coke, you never have an idea of what you're going to pay because it, it varies from restaurant to restaurant to country. Well, I think that um, that's just not that's not on the menu. So by that not being on the menu, like I think you I think they what they do is they get you a shot of Jack, whatever price that is, and they go get you a, a whole Coke. And they don't tell you instead of getting you a splash of Coke that costs them six cents gonna cost yep. you a dollar with their surcharge dollar fifty okay they end up charging you four dollars for a real coke when you just had the you know three ounces so i i never understood that i need to talk to some restauranteurs and bartenders friends of mine how they price a jack and coke how they price a, a vodka tonic or how they price these things because like there's no way i'm using the whole entire thing but when you go to certain restaurants they bring you the entire can i'm like 
Oh, damn. That's how they charge me $8 for that little yep. five Coke or can of damn Sprite. So, you know, it, it, it's it's cool. to. It's not cool. They getting us, man. They jacking us. All right. Again, brought to you by Jack Daniels. Not yeah. responsible in terms of overpricing, but they are responsible well, for this, this. rant. That's what she, yeah. she Let's travel beyond Baltimore. Sponsored by Be More Around Town. They've been a core sponsor since day one. They have the ultimate all-inclusive pregame purple tailgate experience before every home and away Ravens game. And also for the Terps coming up, they have trips trips to the Capitals games, and, of course, trips down to sunny Sarasota to see the Orioles. All the details can be found at BeMoreRoundTown.com, BeMoreRoundTown.com. And Adam is back. Well, where in the world is Adam Jones this week? Because last week it was Qatar, and this week you gave me three different countries you could be in. Well, uh, I'm where my black self is. Uh, no, I am um, <laughs> right now, I am in Barcelona. And I'm, I plan on staying here for a, a while. I need to. I need to sit down. I got. I got jet lagged the other day. I've just. I've just been napping, tired. I need to sit down for for a couple of weeks and uh, just, just stay in one time zone for for about a month. So, All right. Well, tell tell us about Qatar. You went to the two semifinals. You took some yeah. unbelievable video. The yeah. seats were incredible. Oh, yeah. Tell us about the experience because uh, we were all watching. Oh, uh, I mean. My videos don't do it justice. <clears throat> TV doesn't do it justice. Being there live is it's surreal because you get obviously you got to see the, you get to see the greatest player of all time in Leon Lewis. Just call the spade the spade. It's like I never got to watch Michael Jordan play. I got to see Kobe Bryant play. I never got to see Pele play. I'm getting to see Messi play. Obviously, this is my fourth time seeing him get seeing him play. And it's just special. And getting, I've never seen, I've never been to a World Cup. Getting to see him play for his country, it's again, it, I play for my country. It's a little bit different playing for a club team, playing for a city. When you're playing for an entire nation, it's different. He brought Argentina together. Now, hopefully, good things happen down there. I know I heard a bunch of crazy things going on down there, but hopefully that can unite them in a different way. Um, but my wife, she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to come. I'm like, just please come experience this with me. You'll love it. And she had the ball of a lifetime. Only thing that sucked about it was that obviously they rushed and built these big, beautiful stadiums, but they didn't really build the parking lots all that smart. So the <laughs> Ubers was about way over there, about a mile and a half. So each game, we literally logged close to 20,000 steps just because it was so far. And usually when you exit a stadium and, you know, the people that rush up to you, hey, service, like, hey, you want to tax you with this? Yeah. You, don't want to, you don't want to talk to them. There – Get the first one that you can get. Who cares what the price is? Get in the car and try and get as quick as you can to a car and get on that freeway to get home because if you don't, it will be a nightmare. I mean, All try. right. Well, real quickly, the alcohol situation in the stadium, what yeah. did you see? There's none. No, there's no, there's there's absolutely none. Um, they have Bud Zero, and it sucks that Budweiser is, you know, I know that the two days before they got their, their rights taken, uh, but, I mean, not the right, but they, they said that they're not going to have alcohol. But there's none but zero. I'm not going to drink non-alcoholic beer. I had water and just really just enjoyed the game, honestly. Uh, I think soccer, football is really, really enjoyable when you're live. And you can really focus on it. You don't necessarily need beer to do that because there's no real stoppage. In football, baseball, basketball, there's timeouts and there's stoppages in play to where you need a sip. 
You know, we hear all about these human rights violations over there. I don't know what you saw in person, but will you return to Qatar? Was it enticing enough to go back? Yeah, Jerry, I've seen people just getting ass beat on the side of the road. No, you no did no, Just for saying hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. No, I seen <laughs> what I seen was just, uh, uh, again, I was there for five days and I'm li- I live in a, in a bubble, you know. So what I'm where I'm at and the places where I'm at, I, I get to see things that are in a bubble. I, am I in the, the, the neck of the woods where, uh, the, you know, the inner villages? No, I'm not. Um, but what I've seen is a lot of people out there working, hustling. Uh, a lot of the Qatari people, a lot of the Moroccan people, that a lot of people that live there were very excited. I went out there and golfed two rounds at Education City randomly with some English people that I was out there with. I just seen a lot of really excited people that finally are, are saying that, look, everybody's saying Dubai, Dubai. No, Doha is a new place. And then obviously uh, Riyadh wants to open itself, Saudi Arabia. And then Reggie knows about these these countries, these cities, they want to open themselves up to the Western world and, and stop. And the Western world needs to stop <clears throat> being afraid of going to the Middle East because the Middle East is absolutely beautiful. And you got to be kidding. People are like, this is this. And I'm like, no, you're creating such a stupid assumption based on whatever you watch on TV. Take your ass to these places and see because it is beautiful there. And like, the food is great. The skyscrapers, the architecture, everything is fantastic. And you can go into the old, um, the old souks and see the old cities and how that is. That's all beautiful. But I mean, they have so much history, and you can just go and just embrace yourself in other cultures. Stop being afraid of doing everything. Travel, people. Travel. One of these days, we're going to talk about the differences between the international sports fan and the American sports fan. We're going to save that for a later podcast because you've certainly got your dose of both fan bases, and I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Let's wrap up the podcast with another edition of Socially Speaking. This is where we answer a tweet or social media post or email now that Reggie's given me the right one. And that email address for anyone who's <laughs> social media challenged, the Adam Jones Pod at gmail.com. You can see it on your screen right now if you're watching on YouTube, the Adam Jones Pod at gmail.com. I don't care if you criticize us. We may read that on the air. We like that. We love it. But we conducted via Twitter, where you can find us on Facebook as well, and Instagram, at Adam Jones Pod on all three platforms. We conducted a very exhaustive research poll on the Adam Jones Podcast account. We tweeted, or actually Jackson did, our social media manager. The Orioles made great strides this season, but couldn't get over the postseason hump Heading into 2023, which position do they need to address the results out of about almost 900 votes at Adam Jones Pod? 68% AJ said a starting pitcher. 2% each said a first baseman or a veteran outfielder. But the second largest choice, 28%, the zany folks, the people that were obviously drinking too much Jack Daniels when they, <laughs> you know, entered their answer in this poll. They said they wanted Adam back. Why <laughs> that was an option is beyond me, but some folks would like to still see you stumble and bumble around in center field. I don't think they want to see me physically play. I think they want to see me uh, around. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's me. what they were getting yeah. at. Yeah. They want to see me around. But, no, um, it's crazy, though. A starting pitcher, obviously, that's always needed. Um but you got means coming back, I, I believe, about June. Um, a first baseman, you got Hosmer out there for the for the minimum. 
for the minimum. He's there for the minimum. Uh, leadership, he's been around before. Uh, I know that a lot of people in Baltimore have bad blood against him because they spanked our tails in 14. Um, but uh, there's obviously still needs, but at the same time. They got Michael Gibbons. Michael Gibbons just, is back. They just got Gibbons back, and they just got Gibbons. I think that's a strong move, um, especially some veteran leadership. I just think that, you know, even if they don't make moves right now, I think that going into the season spring training, there's still going to be some people that's going to still be lingering. Obviously you don't want to pick from that, from that crop. Um, but I think, I think it's, I think they have to, they have to give their, they have to give their, their guys a chance. There has to be a, a point where they say, look, you guys are my guys and I'm going to go with you. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go out and get somebody and move you and sit you. So you have more time to flourish. It's like, Man, this this is your spot to lose. I don't care if you're 22. That's who cares. We talked about that. I don't care if you're young. So what? You're good enough to be here. You're better than AAA. You're good enough to be here. Here, show me what you can do. And I think that they that's what they that's probably what they really need to do. Now they can add another pitcher, of course. But I think with a lot of position players, I I don't think the market is going to really have somebody that's more athletic, there or you know physically better than what they really have. Honestly. The roster's still very much a work yeah. in progress, but it's exactly. coming together and spring training's right around the corner. Can't wait for that. All right, that about does it. Do want to thank our dedicated sponsors, our friends at Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. There's lots of ways to make whiskey. There's only one way to make Jack Daniels make it count with JD. By Be More Around Town, check out BeMoreAroundTown.com. They have all sorts of trips for the Ravens, the Turks, the Caps, and also Orioles spring training still to come. Also, the good folks at the Wyman Group, G Leaf Medical Cannabis Company. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is only for qualified Maryland patients. And a reminder check out the Baltimore banner. They're covering the Ravens, the Terps, the Orioles, and everything across the Baltimore region in terms of news. As a special thanks to our podcast listeners, six months unlimited digital access for just $1. Head to thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. That's thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ for six months of unlimited digital access. It says here, I have to give gratitude to senior executive producer Chip Franklin for putting up with our crap and putting all our episodes together. We do thank Chip. Go out and some. Go out and subscribe to the banner, subscribe to this podcast, or tell a friend, because maybe you already did that. And we'll see you next time. Until then, be kind, be real. Later, AJ. Hey, appreciate it. Happy holidays.